0: Hello, welcome to ESPN Roundtable. Coulter Nuanas. as always, the ESPN Roundtable presented proudly by Paradise Falls in Missoula. The most recent ESPN Roundtable, the final ESPN Roundtable for the month of February, features Montana State Athletic Director Leon Costello. At ESPN Missoula, we actually had a couple things fall through. It's also sort of an impromptu interview that was not necessarily conducted like a radio-style interview, but still, a ton of great information here from Montana State Athletic Director. Uh, Montana State, A lot of momentum right now. They've raised a ton of money, both internally for the uh, facilities renovations and the master plan that they have rolling for athletics. They're going to break ground before the end of 2020 on the new football facility attached to Bobcat Stadium. But then the other day, they also had a day of giving at MSU in general, the campus-wide day of giving. State Athletics ended up raising more than $30,000 in a single day. So Leon Costello, the head of a department that's thriving at the moment, but the arms race never ceases at the FCS level for football as well as just the Division I level across the scope of athletics. So we sat down to talk with Leon about fundraising in general as well as what's next for football, what does it mean to actually offer full cost of attendance, and much more. This interview conducted the day before Cat Grizz basketball round two in Bozeman in February and then played live on 2TEL and 1 as the final week of February – The ESPN Roundtable presented proudly by Paradise Falls. Paradise Falls is at 3621 Brook Street in Missoula. 30 big screen TVs, 18 draft beers, a menu that includes breakfast, lunch, and dinner, plus two happy hours. It's your go-to spot if you want to get educated before March Madness. Hit up Paradise Falls. They'll have every game you want, whether it's the Big 12, the Big 10, or the Big Sky. They have every game. They also have some high school state tournament stuff coming up the next two weekends, the first two weekends in March. Also a great place to watch the Big Sky Tournament, both men's and women's. And stay tuned for ESPN roundtables throughout the rest of this month as well. Paradise Falls on the south side of Missoula. Missoula's coolest hotspot. Leon Costello this week's guest on the ESPN Roundtable. It's a new year, and that means basketball season is in full swing. From Big Monday to Super Tuesday to the Montana women's and men's basketball teams, Paradise Falls is your Hoops headquarters. Paradise Falls has 30 TVs with ESPN3 and Pluto TV capabilities, meaning they can broadcast every single college basketball game you can think of. Paradise Falls also has 18 draft beers, including six rotating taps, plus a variety of delicious food. Paradise Falls, open 7 a.m. till midnight, located at 3621 Brook Street in Missoula. When it comes to college Hoops, any team, anywhere, you can watch in Paradise at Paradise Falls. First of all, the day of giving you guys had the other day, yeah. how much did you raise? Three hundred thousand is that right? Or thirty thousand? Well,
1: the university raised okay. three hundred and twenty-some right. thousand dollars. Right. And then we were one of uh, you know almost fifty projects that people could give to. So nice. the Bobcat Club was one of those. And so we had in that twenty-nine hour period, we had uh ninety 92 donors over $30,000. Wow. Yeah. So for the first one, I, you know, I'm, I'm impressed. Uh, One is it was set up, that was set up to really engage new people. Right. Right. So we did have some people that normally give to the Bobcat club that gave to this as well, which is awesome. But we, what we saw was there were a lot of new people that gave to it because it was part of a bigger, you know, university wide push. Uh, and promotion and, and that's really kind of what the university's goal was is let's connect with a wider range of people and
0: and get them to you know one it's giving back but really just get engaged with I with think new people I think this day and age people know about the the element of fundraising and how essential it is especially for college athletics but when you're going about actually doing it how do you do it? Because there's people that are going to always give money, that always have given money, Correct. they know how to give money. Yeah. But with all this stuff that you guys are trying to raise money for, you've got to go find these new people. I mean, how do you actually go about finding yeah. people and getting them to give you money?
1: So, so, I mean, there's a lot of different ways. You hit the nail on the head. You, you know, we've, we've had a lot of people giving to Bobcat Athletics for a very long time. You know, that, this is just their passion, this is what they want to do. They love coming to games, they love seeing their student athletes perform. Uh, but in order for us to grow, we have to tap into new people. And this is one of the ways, so this is a tool that we can use. And one of the things we're going to start to do more of is using our current donors to get us with new people, right? Um, there are so many people, as you know, moving to Bozeman, uh, every day. And those people will come in contact with certain people. And and what we want to do is have our current donors or people that are passionate about Bobcat athletics, introduce us. To those people and, and engage us with them and then you know really that's how we're going to start to grow and expand our base um, but it helps that people are moving to town but the hard part is the ones that are probably moving to town more likely than not don't have any connection right with us or montana state university right. or athletics anything but our hope and our goal is they want to integrate themselves within the community mm-hmm. and we are an avenue in which they can do that
0: that's such an interesting challenge right because People want to be a part of the community, but so often I think people think, if I didn't go here, how do I yeah. become part of this, Correct. right? So, I mean, how do you do? How do How you go about telling people you can be a part of something even if your degree doesn't say Montana State? Yeah,
1: you know, we're talking about that right now. And, um, you know, through the Bobcat Club, I just came from a, a Bobcat Club board meeting. And, you know, we're, we're going to have a, we're going to do a better job of telling our story. Um, we have great student athletes that are on campus that are doing great. Um, you know, we, we tout our academic success all the time three point two seven cumulative GPA. You know, pretty much every every team is over 3.0, uh, You know, give or take one or two every semester. Uh, they're challenging themselves in the classroom, and then they're they're doing great things in competition. Well, we've also had as tonight's going to show, we've also had great student athletes that have been here for years and years and years, and now they're doing great things outside of uh, their college careers. And so it's our job now to tell those stories and get that message out to these people. And so we're going to start a marketing campaign touting kind of our successes and, and the student athletes that have come before and are doing great things. And then touting the successes of student athletes that are here and tying those, those things together. It's a pretty powerful message. Um, All, accomplished by donors. Right? right. So it's like, it's a full circle. Uh, we can't do it without the donors. We need the student athletes in order to accomplish these things. And, but the donors make this whole thing go around. And so um, we're going to do a much better job of kind of telling our story and, and getting out to the masses.
0: Yeah. Yeah. A week or two ago, Eastern Washington came out, the faculty report saying we should cut athletics or maybe we should drop down. And one of the things they said was they didn't think that there was any enrichment happening on the campus through athletics and now Northern Colorado today said something similar, how maybe they want to cut football. But we dove into the numbers and just the subsidies that teams get from – or the athletic departments get from the school. And I mean, Montana State and Montana are the only two that get yeah. less than half the money yeah. from the institution. And then when we were comparing it to numbers from you know Nevada, Fresno State, Utah State. You guys are still getting right. – you know, you're on par with those schools even, right. which is amazing, impressive. But it seems to me, if you look around the Big Sky Conference, this community, this campus – has had a more positive relationship between academics and athletics, and I think everybody kind of sees the benefit of the full circle, right? So, I mean, how much do you think, what role do you hope athletics plays on this campus?
1: Well, one, one is we have to take care of our business on campus, right. and, and that's, we talked, so I just talked about academics. Yeah, We've got to make sure that our student-athletes are doing what they need to do academically. That's, that enriches our relationships in our conversations with faculty members, with deans, uh, with vice presidents. Uh, we need to make sure that we do things the right way. If we're going to miss class, we need to make sure that our student athletes are having conversations ahead of time with faculty members to let them know, hey, look, we're going on a trip and uh, I'm going to miss class. Here's my miss class sheet doing those things on the front side instead of waiting until after it happens you know the whole the the old adage of asking for forgiveness you right, know later right that we want to make sure we do everything that's on the front side and so we have those positive relationships on campus and then when you tie together the academics along with you know the community service hours that we do every year but also with the athletic successes it's an unbelievable story and right. I think this campus does a great job under the leadership of President Cruzado of using athletics as a front porch, but using our events as an engagement tool uh, for others. And Mm -hmm. so bring, you know, if you're a college on campus, bring somebody to a football game, and and do business you know whether you're fundraising or you're engaging or you're just trying to connect right. our events are a great connection tool for that and uh, I think the relationships that we have uh, from myself and all of our staff members on and on campus are, are really strong yeah and I think but it starts with our coaches recruiting great student athletes that do great in the classroom but they put an emphasis on academics and that's right. where it all starts
0: and, and it's, it's so interesting, too, because I think Montana State does this as, be, as well or better than anybody in the league, too, is that the, the kids seem like not only are they high academic achievers, but they're just leaders in the sectors of the student population, too. And when I hear the schools say that they don't think the athletes enrich it, I mean, even at schools that don't have the same academic prestige, it seems as if the kids are enriching the campus community just because of, the level of maturity you have to have to be a division one athlete. It seems like here that's happening better than anywhere else. I
1: think so. I think if you look across the board from our uh, sports teams and what our student athletes are engaging in outside of their sport, Mm -hmm. um, exactly right. I think they're in leadership positions. They're naturally set up to be leaders because this is what they've done Mm -hmm. um, their entire lives is they've been in athletics. They've been doing, uh, you know, they've been in junior high, high school, college, doing these types of things. And, They've put themselves in a position to manage their time in order to be able to get these things accomplished. And, um, you know, a lot of times they have it down to a, to a science and that helps them more than anything. But again, I think it goes back to our our coaches recruiting student athletes that have played a lot of different sports that have won at a lot of different levels that, that they have set themselves up to be successful, which enables them to maybe step into those roles.
2: Don't enter the madness without the knowledge you need. When it comes to filling out NCAA tournament brackets, you can rely on luck or you can get yourself ready to win the Tutela Nuanas Bracket Challenge by watching the stretch run of the regular season and every conference tournament at Paradise Falls. Come down to Paradise Falls to watch every college basketball game you need to prepare for the tournament. And be sure to enter the Tutela Nuanas Bracket Challenge with your chance to win $400 in free food and drinks from Paradise Falls. Leap into March Madness in Paradise at Paradise Falls
0: big announcement over homecoming you guys are breaking ground soon i'm assuming yeah so you've achieved the first goal of this gigantic fundraising um i guess project that you guys have but when you're the athletic director football is obviously the main revenue maker at montana state this year was a tremendous year for montana state going all the way to semifinals but when you're trying to weigh you know the whole athletic department. How do you make sure, I mean, how do you keep everybody happy? It's impossible to keep everybody happy all yeah. the time, but when you're deciding what's going to be next, how does that process work?
1: Uh, you involve you engage all, all the coaches in the programs, and uh, that's how we started this with then that's why we started this with phase one because of the direct. Benefit and impact it would have to all of our programs Um, by creating more space in the field house getting more You know better access times in the weight room and training rooms and and places uh, uh, Support areas uh, for student-athletes, but I think the same for the next one is going to be the same thing is hey we're going to sit down as uh, we have uh, Separate head coaches meetings where they they meet with uh, our leadership uh, team as a staff and we'll talk about these things and Then we'll meet with them individually and say what what are now that we have this completed what are the next steps? What do you need now, knowing we have this coming, to be successful? Mm-hmm. And then we'll we'll lay it out and, and make the best decision that we can make with the information that the coaches and student athletes and the programs give us. And that's the, that's the way it works uh, because we need everybody to buy in. Um, you know, we're not Ohio State and we're not Michigan where we can just throw tens of millions of dollars at these things. We right. need everybody to buy in, and everybody then becomes a fundraiser because when Daniel Jones or Danny Sprinkle or Tricia Binford or Lyle Weiss is out in the community and they're talking about the Bobcat Athletic Complex and how good it's going to be for our program and their program specifically. That's a powerful message and that needs to continue on down the line with anything, any capital campaign we're going to do or even any fundraising campaign we're going to do. It has to have an impact on
0: the individual programs. What's the future for football just in terms of Keeping up in the, the arms race that yeah. is the Big Sky Conference now. You
1: know, I, I think it's um, – we just have to make sure that we keep an eye on what's going on with college landscape. And right. you know better than anybody that it seems like every day we wake up and something's changing. Right. Um, now, we have to let the dust settle on a lot of these things. Um, but we have to – I think it goes for football, but I think it goes for all of our other programs is we have to – see ourselves in, in whatever legislation comes about, and we have to set ourselves up to be successful. And when we're successful, we, you know, we don't have to really worry about other things. And so how can we use these things that are gonna be coming down the, the road as far as legislation, how can we insert ourselves to set ourselves up and our programs up to be more successful? And I think that's what we have to do these days. Is we just have to make sure that we do our research and we do our homework on how it's going to affect us and then make sure that the effect is a is a positive benefit for us.
0: Jeff Choate, uh, very good at planting the seed at some of the things that he wants to push the agenda on, and you know he talked a lot about cost of attendance, and yeah. then all of a sudden that became a storyline. So yeah. I think that people misunderstand some of the cost of attendance stuff, though. Yeah. First of all, the one thing that I think people don't understand is that this is you have to have it for every student athlete, right? No, this is you don't. You no. can just have it for football.
1: Well, there, it has to be. So it's a financial aid uh, allotment. So right. cost of attendance is is a financial aid number. And so for us, since it's financial aid, uh, if you look at a a scholarship, there's five components to a scholarship. Right. There's uh, tuition, fees, room and board, and books, right? right cost of attendance if you look on any university website financial aid you'll see the number Per school, And right. it's, it's, it varies per school where you're at. Right. Because it um, has to do
0: with the cost of living in the community and things like that. Right? Correct. Right.
1: Yeah. So, Title, you know, we have to make sure Title IX-wise that we are compliant with Title IX-wise. And it has to be the allocation that we give to whether it's male student-athletes or female student-athletes has to match the percentage of scholarships we're giving out to those sports. Interesting. You know, and, and that percentage is based on, if you want to meet prong one, is based on what is the percentages of enrollment male to female. And Mm so that's how we've always complied, prong one, and that's how we're setting it up for cost of attendance. So, yeah, it doesn't have to be equal. It has to be equal to the percentages of how you divvy out your scholarships based on your uh, enrollment numbers.
0: Right. Okay. So how much, theoretically, money would it take for you guys to implement it?
1: Well, if we wanted to do the entire gamut, you know, so we have... You know, roughly 200 or so full scholarships of the 350 or 360, 70 student right. athletes we have. Right. It would probably t- I, I, we did it just over 800 thousand dollars, between eight and nine hundred thousand dollars to do it. The interesting thing about cost of attendance, though, is that our number is just shy of 3,800 dollars. It's like 37.93 or something okay. like that. Yeah. Um. You don't have to give all of that. So you can give one dollar. You can sure. give fifty dollars. So. When you're talking about each student athlete, um, let's talk about you know maybe a basketball team for instance because sure. it's it's easier. So women's basketball, you have 15 scholarship student athletes, full
0: scholarships, right? yeah,
1: and so they're getting full scholarships. So if we could say you could get a dollar, you could get a thousand dollars, you could get thirty-seven ninety-three, right? You know, so it you don't have to give the full. You can give a you can give a percentage, so it's an allotment basically. Do you it, think it's
0: something important?
1: You know, I think it is. I think when you look at recruiting, um, and you look at where we are located, and who we are recruiting against, uh, I think a lot of coaches will tell you that we're recruiting against the Big Sky Conference, we're recruiting against the Mountain West, we're recruiting against the Pac-12, we're recruiting against the West Coast Conference, you know, all those conferences, and there is a, a lot of them that are doing some sort of cost of attendance. Now, for us we have put a lot of our um, growth into our support areas so we hired a registered dietitian uh, we have fueling stations we have sports psychologists uh, we have our health care th- you know if you go into our training right now we've got physical therapists and uh, sports medicine trained uh, practitioners and we've got uh, physicians assistants you know taking care of our student athletes so the the, the care is unbelievable we, had, we hired academic personnel we've hired strength and conditioning so the support is there and i think cost of attendance is another check mark saying yes we offer this. we offer all of this mm-hmm. but oh yes we offer this um it's it just something now that gets brought up in recruiting and we can say yeah we offer it we offer a form of, co- of cost of attendance and that goes a long ways in re- in recruiting against and trying to get as we like to say the best and the brightest right you know here in montana state if we want to be in that game then we have to be able to offer at least some form of it, and now we're going to be able to.
2: It's madness. The greatest time of year is here, and there's no better place to track your bracket than at Paradise Falls. Paradise Falls has 30 big-screen TVs for you to catch the entire NCAA tournament, and Paradise Falls has a variety of March specials, too, from crispy rib bites for $11.95 to halibut bites and fries for $12.95 to a delicious steak sandwich for $13.95 plus 18 draft beers to pick from. Paradise Falls is your spot to take in all the madness.
0: We've just, we're just we in the middle of doing a big series on all the football recruits. And yeah. Choate did such a, a good job of going heads up with a lot of Mount West and Pac-12 schools. And uh, I know Bobby Houck says that no big sky school ever out recruits a Pac-12 school, but that's just not true. Yeah. That happened to go a lot <laughs> yeah. this year. And, yeah. and Choate got a lot of those guys. Yeah. But every single one of those kids that had high major offers, they said, well, once I got to Bozeman, I realized that this is as good as it gets. Yeah. And so Choate has mentioned multiple times. He says, "I think we're a facility or two away, and yeah. maybe a cost of attendance away from being pretty much impossible to beat."
1: Yeah. Do you agree? I do. Um, I do. And to be honest, it's one of the one of the reasons I'm here. Right. Uh, I, I remember the first time I walked on campus, and it was it was with South Dakota State, and I'm blown away, you know, by the playoff game, by the atmosphere, by the community, and it's only grown, right. you know, since then. Uh, I think a lot of recruiting comes down to fit and when I meet with football actually all the sports do a great job of bringing student-athletes in my office and I get to meet them and their parents and and the one thing I always tell them is it's fit like you have to ask the questions that are going to make, basically make the decision for you that this is a fit for me I'm going to be able to accomplish all my goals Academically, I'm going to be able to accomplish my goals athletically and I'm going to enjoy being here Mm -hmm. Um, Fit is an important thing and I think when people come to Bozeman and they come on our campus They're blown away um, with the people that they meet Uh, They meet with professors and deans and other coaches and staff and administrators and other teammates And I think they're just blown away about You know kind of the atmosphere that we've have on this campus and, and, and in our community and throughout the state It's pretty amazing and then you get them to an event and then, you know, whether a football player, football recruits come into a basketball game or a basketball player is going to a football game or whatever it is, they are just blown away by the support that our fans give us.
0: Last question for you. Then D- just the rest of this academic year, what's your primary objectives for this, the athletic department? Win. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, I-,
1: I say that kind of tongue-in-cheek, but it is. I mean, right. we are in the midst of, you know, competition season, you know, with – our winter sports in the second half of the big sky conference play and obviously setting ourselves up seating wise in the tournament to advance into postseason uh is huge winning conference championships for us has always been a marker that, that we want to attain uh and being in position to win conference championships we're hosting uh the nsa skiing championships uh coming up here in a couple of weeks we have the regionals and then and then the the ski championships and 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 then finishing out the, you know, the spring strong, we've got uh, an, an unbelievable indoor track and field season going, which will then lead right into outdoor and, and tennis and golf and, and all the sports that make up who we are. Um, you know, I've, I've told all of our coaches and, and anybody that'll listen is that I want to be the best athletic program and athletic department right. in the big sky and in this region, yeah. uh, in the country if we can be, right? And that means supporting all of our programs in a way so they can be successful. Now, that doesn't mean equal but supporting them in a way to put them in a position to be successful individually. And, um, you know, we, we talked a lot about this year. The mantra was take the next step. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen a lot of programs do that. Obviously, football has done that. Volleyball has done that. Women's basketball is doing is in the middle of doing that. I even think men's basketball is showing uh, a lot of those signs mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Indoor track and field. I mean, we're going to compete for two conference titles here uh, next weekend, and, and then the, the other spring sports are doing the same thing. So I'm excited about. People are. Comp- you don't have to be. You don't have to be mean to be competitive. Right. Our, our, our coaches and our kind of our Bobcat family, they, they're competitive and they support one another in a way that is, is pretty amazing. And so I love getting up and coming to work every day and, and, and working on, on behalf of our student athletes and our coaches to find ways to put them a, a kind of above the fray and put them in positions to be successful. And I think we're doing a, we're doing a pretty good job. We're not there yet. We've got we to gotta continue to make strides.
0: Our thanks to Montana State Athletic Director Leon Costello for joining us on the ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls. An update for the month of March on the ESPN Roundtable. The first week of March, Ryan Tutel and myself will be joined by Grizz basketball seniors Kendall Manuel and Saeed Bridget. so stay tuned for that. You can hear the ESPN Roundtable twice on ESPN Radio, 102.9 ESPN in Missoula. We will play the ESPN Roundtable for the first time live at 5 p.m. on Two-Tail Nuanas, 1029 ESPN, Missoula in Western Montana, as well as statewide on SWX Montana Television. And for the second time during the noon hour on Thursdays, but a scheduling update for you, the middle two weeks of March, where you'll have all sorts of content for you, both Big Sky Breakdown, ESPN Roundtable, and Two But the actual ESPN Roundtable interviews will be supplemented with a lot more tournament coverage, whether it's the Big Sky Conference tournament from Boise or the NCAA tournament, or if and when a team from Montana lands there, we'll be on our way that way. So stay tuned for tons of March Madness coverage and check back with us the last week of March as we dive back into the ESPN Roundtable. ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls in Missoula, 3621 Brook Street. Paradise Falls, Missoula's coolest hotspot.